Hey everybody, welcome to Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. I really want to thank you for listening. If you feel compelled to do so, make sure you subscribe, uh, leave a review, comment, share, whatever you feel like doing. Help me out trying to grow this podcast, trying to continuously deliver value. A couple of things before we get into the show, check out the links in the show notes to my CRA Academy, my CRC Academy, both of them doing very well as far as getting people jobs in the marketplace. Check those out. Also, if you need help getting studies for your site or anything else, or even launching a site, basically any help for your site, we have a low monthly fee consulting service where we have helped many clients become and continue to be successful site owners through our background efforts of business development and support staff. Text me 949-415-6256. Please check out the links in the show notes as well for the book, The Comprehensive Guide to Clinical Research. It's been selling really well, getting very well received by the community. Thank you guys so much for that. Also check out the YouTube member page. Join this channel to get perks. That's my YouTube uh, membership. It's 10 bucks a month. You get a monthly mastermind exclusively. It's a Zoom call every month with other YouTube members. Uh, You also get weekly videos exclusive to the YouTube members on how to use social media to improve your opportunities in life sciences. So check that out. Really means a lot to me. And thank you so much again for listening and enjoy the show. Two, one, we're live. Facebook. This morning I did Twitter, but now I'm on Facebook. We got on Meta. We had to switch it up. Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. I've got none other than the man himself, the man, the myth, the legend, Elite Clinical Research Group. Elite Clinical Research Group has anyone other than me gone to your LinkedIn? And told your LinkedIn and told you, hey, I know who you are. I'm curious. Hello? Uh, you can you hear me? me? Oh, there we go. Can there we me? go. There we go. Has anyone gone to your real LinkedIn? I'm not going to tell. say, obviously, which one it is. And said, <laughs> hey, are you ECRG? Um. No, one person did find out who I was via email. Um, and there was a mistake email. I made. Oh, you made. <laughs> yeah, okay. they know they figured it out. They think I'm not gonna say exactly how they figured it out because it was kind of stupid on my part. Um, but they figured it out. Um, okay. but yeah, that was the only person because your anonymity, like initially, it probably worked against you, but now that you've got attraction, it probably works for you. In the sense that yeah. now you're anonymous, like it makes it more mysterious, you know. You're like Satoshi Nakamoto for Bitcoin. Exactly. I don't. I don't think it works against me now. I, I mean, I probably would definitely do better if I, you know, showed my face and did all those in the videos. But yeah, I don't think it works against me now because you're right. I do have. I think we're over 450 videos on YouTube now. Um, wow. So yeah, congrats. I don't think. Congratulations. I don't think so. One of the only ones who consistently creates the content not just say you're gonna do it and then you run out of stuff and you stop you're like all the time up creating a another video and you're getting comments and you're engaging with all the comments i really like that hats off to you for doing what you do and being a cra on top of it i appreciate it i appreciate it yeah um, love doing this. I'm really glad you had me on today for the live. I thought we had a great reception last time. People seemed to really enjoy it. And uh, we were able to ask, uh, answer a lot of questions and provide a lot of information and value for people. So hopefully we can do it again today. Yeah, I went live twice today um, earlier because one time I got interrupted by there was somebody spraying my house for scorpions. So I had to oh, like no. my dog went crazy and then I had to go out there. And then I came back to finish. So this is like my third live stream today, man. The third one. But it's going to be the best one because it's with ECRG. What's been new since our last live stream? More more monitoring? Um, um, 
I'm trying to think. When was that? October? Yeah. I think it was October, maybe end of September. End um, of September, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. I've done a couple visits. Not many. Uh, I'm kind of in an interesting spot in my studies wow. right now. Okay. Yeah, I'm in an interesting spot in my studies where I've closed down all my sites for the old study, and the new sites are kind of getting online, but they're not really getting online fast enough. Uh, uh, so I, I kind of have downtime. I hope no one I work with hears this, but... <laughs> the calm before the storm. Exactly, exactly. Because we know it's, it's, it's going to pick up here pretty soon. Like I have two visits I'm just scheduling today um for december so it's gonna pick up for sure yeah what what do you do in the situation where or is there anything you can do where the sites for the new study are not up and running fast enough like what are you supposed to do anything yourself as the cra well it depends if you work for a cro or a pharma company and this is one of the benefits of working for a pharma company and you're directly you're not, pharma yeah you're not beholden um you're not you're not beholden to anybody to always have to check off what you're doing with your time. When I was working for a CRO, you every hour you worked had it had to be accounted for. So I mean, I would just hide a lot of it in training. That's what a lot of them do. You know, they're not really sitting there training for eight hours a day, but you got to put it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, um, <you> gotta... <laughs> but when you work for a pharma company or a biotech, you know, directly with the sponsor, directly for the sponsor, there's no one that you have to submit time cards to. So really what we do is we help out other CRAs or if they don't need help, then you're pretty much just chilling. So you, so your company, we're not going to give it away. They don't use CROs or they do? Um, they used to in the past, like a couple of years ago. They found that hiring CRAs that work for CROs aren't as good as hiring them directly through the sponsor. Um for whatever reason. Um, and so long story short, no, they have all the CRAs that work with this company work for that company. Wow. So no, they're not using any CRO basically. Like they can no. surface their own studies in yep. internally. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. That's a lot of, um, and you don't work for a small company, but it's not a huge one either. No, it's definitely uh, not huge. I would say it's mid cap, but a lot of these small cap biotechs that I talk to, you know, their CEOs are kind of fed up. I mean, they're kind of at the mercy of the CROs because they have nothing else. They have no other options because they're not big enough to cultivate that internally. But then they're not they're not big enough also to garner the respect of the uh, Ikevias of the world. So they're kind of kind of screwed in a way. Yeah, um, I think. Sponsors are kind of making more of an emphasis on building up their own CRA teams now. Mm -hmm. um, I got a friend of mine who works for a very large company, and he got in early in that program. This was back in 2018, um, and he got in early, and it's a great program. And, you know, they rise up through the ranks and stuff like that. So I think sponsors are definitely trying to uh, hire their own uh, CRAs and grow them in-house more. Mm -hmm. than before we have yeah and i think the smaller ones too are starting to see that i mean i think this big CROs, they're not going anywhere but they're going to definitely have to uh compete not only with other cro's but with the pharma themselves um sarika from facebook says hey i'm trying to build my career as a cta please guide me on what i have to do what do you think about this uh, I guess my first thing I would ask is, are you already a CTA or are you um, trying to be a CTA? Because that's two different things. So I'm going to assume she means she's trying to be a CTA. Probably. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, another thing I would consider is where you're located. Now, good thing with COVID happening is a lot of these CTA positions are going to be remote. It doesn't matter where you live anymore. Where before you had to uh, be in the office for a period of time. Okay. She just clarified. She said uh, she's trying to be a CTA. Okay. Well, good, great position choice. That's an entry-level position. So it's a, definitely a good one to uh, start with. Um, you know, I would look at Indeed 
and um, look look for those type of roles and apply, apply, apply. Uh, we always talk about Dan, me and you shooting for the 200 club. And um, that's a real number. So shoot for it. And is now the great time. Is it still 200 now or is like less now? Well, I, I want that same. I want that same energy. I want that same intensity. Yeah, I want the same energy too. <laughs> but I think don't we have to update that. <laughs> don't shortcut me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, point, I want yeah, two hundred. Two hundred. Um, if, if it's less, more power to you. I hope it is less. Some people get get jobs on their first ten applications. Yeah. But most people don't. So shoot for two hundred. Um, and of course, there's other roles you should apply for as well. Um, if you're really set in on cta they are a lot of positions right now so um definitely shoot for it and, and i like indeed one of my other tips is i like going onto the individual cro's website and applying that way because um a lot of times those roles don't make it over to indeed or whatever platform they're using um and you can apply directly on their website mm -hmm. and also a lot of smaller companies mid-side companies don't even advertise on indeed at all so if you really want, if you really want to do it well, what I recommend is you look for a list of the companies in your area that are CROs um, or sponsors, for that matter, and go on their individual website and apply there. And that's how you're going to be very, very thorough. So this person just asked, um, "What is the 200 Club?" Maybe we should explain that uh, before before we get into it uh, she said never mind i got it well for the other ones watching what is it it's 200 yeah. positions yeah Sh shoot for 200 applications before you will and by 200 you should have gotten a, a, at least a handful of interview opportunities and hopefully a few offers by then for sure at 200 mm -hmm. many it could take less but for most, I'd say 95% of people, once you hit 200, you have had opportunities by that point. Same person's asking, do you work in oncology trials? They're trying to figure out who you are. I don't do oncology. I've heard from many CRAs that the juice is not worth the squeeze. Even when you make a little bit more money, the amount of effort, time, extra time you have to put in, the headache and the stress is not worth the squeeze for five or $10,000. Oncology is tough. I'm a contract CRA. I'm glad, very glad my contract's winding down. The site's, the study's done enrollment. It should be closed by sometime next year. It's tough. There's no way I could do this and Yuma clinical trials, even though I only have two sites. Um, <laughs> at the same time, it's oncology is a completely different beast. So, so, so what do you think? Do you think it's worth it? Um, I do. The reason I think it's worth it is oncology, unlike the other indications, other than pediatrics, oncology and peds are always in demand. Um, no matter the market, no matter the economic, macroeconomic concerns outside, those two indications always in demand. So I do think it's worth it for that for that aspect alone. Like the job security is probably best as a oncology CRA. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, it's tough though. It like the lingo is tough. The all the medications, you know, the con meds. I learned a lot. I'm still learning a lot. This is like two years into, three years into being a contract oncology CRA. Okay. Yeah. Um, definitely always in demand. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but I, I find that most CRAs are always in demand either way. Most like, what does your merch say on your channel? It says back then they didn't want me. Now I'm a CRA. CRA they all on me. Yep. This is very true. Very true. <laughs> um, although I do remember like in 2008 when the great recession hit, I remember because I, I was a site owner. I still am a site owner, but I was a new site owner then. And I remember my CRAs. I had like five studies at the time and all studies got halted. And the CRAs were out of jobs. And they were like coming to me asking for jobs. And I was like, look, the, we lose our studies too. Like <laughs> there's nothing to hire you for. So times could, as good as times are, 
This is why I always emphasize people like make hay while the sun shine. As good as times are right now, it's not guaranteed to be this way. If you can't get a job now, you're not going to get a job doing the same things you're doing when the market's bad. Let me tell you that. And uh, Sarika saying every job, CTA jobs, asking for a minimum one or two years experience. You got to keep going. Keep going for it. What do you think? How do you answer people when they say this? Well, everything I look for, ask one or two years experience. I say apply anyway. And there's a there's a couple reasons for that is because sometimes they can't get the candidates they want anyway. And so they're willing to take a chance on you. Um, the second reason is you're making a connection with that recruiter and or hiring manager. And they may call you a week later or say something like, Hey, Sarika, you know, you're not a good fit for this job right now, but I have this other job um, that's coming down the pipeline that you are a great fit for. Let me put your resume in for that. And you would have never have heard about that if you didn't apply for the job, which you thought exactly. you were underqualified. For. Exactly. So I say apply anyway. Apply now, if anyway. it's saying like five years experience, that's a little different. I wouldn't recommend applying for that. But one or two years, absolutely. You're not that far off. Yeah, you're not going to be a clinical trial manager you know, with no uh, zero years of experience, but you can be a trial master file specialist. You know, why does it have to be called CTA? It could be called TMF. It could be called in-house CRA. It could be yep. called study startup specialist. Just because one company calls it CTA doesn't mean that's the rule that they all are. You can be doing the same function. It could be called something completely different. CTA itself might be clinical trial administrator, clinical trial associate, clinical trial assistant. Which yep. CTA, Sarika? I got to ask you. I got to turn yep. it back on you. Which CTA? <laughs> which CTA is it? Uh, so we got, hello. Hello, Shravan. Hello, Zane again. I know, man. I miss you guys too much. And I had to do it. I had to do it because on my calendar, I had this thing with ECRG today. And I was like, hey, you still want to do this? He said, yes. Yeah. So we're, we got a busy CRA on here. Have you guys ever done phase one trials on college or not? I'll let ecrg go first no i haven't done one yet i hear they're pretty cool um i have a friend of mine who's a cra who goes down to the ppd site in austin texas mm -hmm. and he goes down there for a week at a time you know they got like a state-of-the-art facility down there they serve food and stuff and it's a, a overall pretty cool uh, experience so they austin, go down there texas. for a while at a time and yeah. um i think i think the windows like every eight weeks or so or every four weeks um, it's just going to be dependent on the study. But, yeah, they go down there for a week at a time and do their thing. Um, yeah, Austin, Texas is a fun place to be. Um, I have done once. Well, if you count oncology twice, but I've done traditional phase one healthy volunteer study once as a CRA. I did not make it through the completion of the trial monitoring it. I just did the site selection visit, the SIV, and one IMV um, as a contract CRA. And it's also tough, although not as tough as oncology. Um, so, yeah, they're like ECRG said, they're kind of fun. You're focusing on other things, more PK draws. Did they do it within two minutes, five minutes? The protocol is pretty specific about also, like, crossing over the patient. So every patient gets both treatment arms. It's even though it's blinded still, they have crossover. So there's a lot of mistakes that can be made. You got to pay attention. But um, other than that, it's basically the same thing as monitoring anywhere else. Okay. A question for you, Dan. Yeah. On oncology. So, all right. So you're saying you're part-time oncology CRA right now, right? Contract. Yeah. Contract and you, CRA. And you've got two sites. Two sites. Okay, so imagine if you had 15 of those sites. Yeah, no. <laughs> and they wanted to pay you 5K extra for all the extra work. 5K extra a month? Uh, no, no, no. A year. Yeah, no. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. A lot of the times the juice is not worth the squeeze. With In that case, college. no, it's not. As a W-2 employee, you need to be very vigilant about your worth. Okay, you need to know your worth. And I don't know your situation if you're 1099 or W2. I'm um, W2. Okay, so you you probably can speak on this better than I can. You probably have colleagues, either now or in the past, who do a lot for very little. And then you probably have colleagues who 
doing the same thing, but they negotiated a lot more. Yeah, because how the game works, unfortunately, is if you stay at a place a long time, they're only going to raise you. Let's say you get promoted. They're only going to raise you like 10%, which is not that much. But if you go to a brand new company, they're gonna, they can raise you 30, 40, 50, 60 grand a lot of times mm-hmm. uh, in terms of salary. So it really helps you if you jump around. Um, I hate to say it. I mean, they really should reward loyalty, but re- loyalty is not rewarded in corporate America or this industry at all. Hmm. And it's turnover, unfortunate, but that's yeah, what it turnover is. Turnover is kind of a uh, side effect of of this, of you know, getting rewarded. I think some of the bigger companies are starting to realize that the CROs are trying to do a better job of that. But at the end of the day, you're always going to have people who don't know their worth. And uh, here's a perfect example. Seven years ago, I knew this CRA who at that time was already a CRA for 10 years. Okay. Five of those years, the last five, she was an oncology CRA. So I had her teach me a little bit about how to interview for oncology contracts. She taught me the lingo. And then I asked her, I said, how much are you getting? You must be getting paid a lot, right? And she said, yeah. And so I was like, okay, I was ready to hear 150, 200K <laughs> a year. She was getting paid 65K. Are you kidding me? A year. <laughs> it's because she stayed with the same CRO. And I told her, I said, look, you need to know your worth. Like, And that was in a not this job market. Hopefully by now, we lost touch. But hopefully by now, she's at a place that values her time. Or she's figured out. The leverage is in your hands right now as the employee. It's not always that way, by the way. So True. use it now. Use it to your advantage now, guys and gals. Mostly gals and then guys. Yeah, 65K a year is ridiculous for any CRA right now. Um, even even five one. years ago. Even five years ago, it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, and especially oncology. Like, yes. absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yes. And they were paying her salary on top of that. So no matter how many hours she worked, it was the same pay every single month. And she felt like she couldn't say no. And I was telling her at that time, do you realize anybody would take you? Like literally any other company would take you right now. Yeah. And double double your salary. Well, Double to someone like me or you who know how to negotiate for ourselves. You know, they would have given her 10% increase and she would have been happy. That's oh, what I'm yeah, saying. That, There's got to be a company. course. We got to have a course for CRAs. Teach them how to negotiate their worth. If you're interested in collabing on this ECRG, let me know. I actually just, re- I just, really just put out a program, a salary negotiation program. Oh, you do? You have one already? Yeah. Okay, then not- everybody needs to go to your, your thing then. And the thing, the cool thing about it is if you sign up for it, so it's with the interview preparation package. So it comes together. You have to get both together. But the cool thing about it is if you do not get one, at least $1 increase in your salary, you get your money back. So it's at no risk to you. (laughs) Wow. 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 Okay. $1 or any other type of benefit. You were talking, you know, travel days, PTO time, that type of stuff. If you don't get a single benefit, um, from signing up for the negotiation package, you get all your money back. Yeah. Okay. No, that's good. That's so good. no risk. I think it's never been easier. But what do you think about negotiating? I think people are afraid. This is classic W two mentality, and I know you're W two, but you're like you're an entrepreneur. But most W two are not. They how. What is it? It's a fear of rejection or is it lack of self-worth? I, I, I think it's mostly fear of they're going to take the job away if you ask for more money or ask for anything else. They're, I think that's the biggest fear is that I've worked so hard to get to this point. Let's say it's a CRA role. Yeah. I don't want to ask or upset the apple cart and they take the job away and give it to someone else. I think that's what the, the primary fear is, but they're not going to do that. Fear. Wow, zero sum game. They think it's a zero sum game. Yeah. And these, I mean, think about it. If they're paying you that salary, just imagine how much money they're making off of you. 
it's usually two to three times what they're paying you in salary they're actually making off of you. Mm-hmm. So they have plenty of money to spend on you just to give you, you know, a few thousand more, however much you're asking for more. So do not hesitate to ask for what you want. Uh, Ria says, my DLM. Do you know what DLM means? Uh, line manager? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, line manager. So daily line manager or something? See, with these acronyms, guys, I know it makes sense in your company. To anyone else, it doesn't make sense. You need to like actually say what that is. Yeah. But we'll guess line manager. Uh, I've never seen that before, but I'm guessing line manager. Was asking if I wanted to take on a trial in phase one, but I heard it's a lot of work. Is that true? I kind of want to take on the challenge. I think you should do it, Rhea, because you you should do when when the opportunity present themselves that's something different, you should say yes so that you become more well-rounded and basically you become more versatile in your options later. Carla Vera Navas, who guest lectures for CRA Academy, she does only phase one studies as a CRA. So she's like become an expert on that. And she's, she's always in demand because phase one studies are where all the studies get started, right? So I say, yes, do it. Don't be afraid of the work. Um, the alternative is that you're not going to do it, but then you're never going to, who knows when you have that opportunity again. Right. And I agree hundred percent with what you just said. It's a cool opportunity. Not everyone gets an opportunity to work on phase one. So it could definitely set you apart a little bit and it works differently than uh, phase two and phase three. So it's definitely a cool learning opportunity. So yeah, I would say go for it as well. Zane says, nice to see you again, Zane. Good afternoon this time. How do you get in touch with a CRO that hires CRA? LinkedIn. Link. You're already on there. How do you get in touch with these recruiters? LinkedIn, Indeed, ZipRecruiter. If you have experience, they'll get in touch with you if you put yourself out there. If you don't have experience, you need to go find them and start networking with them and stalking their posts, commenting on their posts, but not spamming I want a job. I want a job. Talking about what they're talking about. So if they're talking about decentralized trials, you better learn what that is and have an opinion. Absolutely. And um, a lot of the times recruiters want to talk to you. They're willing to set up you know, a 10 to 15 minute phone call with you just to see where you're at, what kind of roles you're looking for, what kind of experience you have. So it's, it's not... ECRG, I lost you. I lost you. Uh-oh. Can you hear ECRG? me now? There you go. There you go. Now we got you back. Sorry about that. I don't know what's going on with my audio today. Um, Mercury but basically, retrograde. I was, <laughs> basically, I was saying um, recruiters are built to uh, you know talk to you for 10 to 15 minutes anyway. So it's not like you have to put yourself out there too hard. A lot of them are willing to talk to you and share knowledge with you and uh, point you in the right direction anyway. So yeah, LinkedIn, Indeed, all of the above. It's not one or the other. Do all of the above. Pick up the phone, call them, email them. Um, but yeah, don't spam them. Don't spam, all right? Like, act like it's a real, like it's face-to-face. You wouldn't go interrupt somebody in the middle of a conversation and say, hey, I'm looking for a job. Just go introduce yourself contribute to the conversation that's what linkedin you know we don't even answer spam in the inbox anymore i don't answer just requests anymore that's that's crazy you need to like i need to know who you are you need to have something other than just me straight up like giving you a job or something you know and these job recruiters they don't even have a youtube channel to promote so they're they don't want to talk to you at, at all <laughs> I'll talk to you because I want to help my channel grow, but I ignore spam now too. And what? And by spam, I mean like, you know, those dear sir emails. Like, come on. Uh, yep. Have you done trials overseas? No, I have not. I have not. Neither have I. Um, there was an opportunity at one point to do a. Tr- to work on clinical trials in South America. Occasionally that comes along in my company, but it has not come along since I've been there. 
Yeah. So occasionally those opportunities do come up. And if one does come up, I'm definitely going to jump on it. Yeah. Yeah. With Latinos in clinical research, we might. We're starting to collaborate with a few PIs in Latin America. Um, so our role, we're still trying to figure out what LICR's role will be, but I imagine it's going to be a uh, liaison between the U.S. sponsors and the um, Latin American sites. Yep. Um, but I, I wouldn't monitor. I don't think I would monitor. And I don't think the monitoring is any different, honestly, other no, than knowing their regulations. Too. And the language barrier. The I language, have done yeah. I have done Puerto Rico and uh, Canada, but Puerto wow, Rico okay. Ameri- Puerto Rico's America and um, yeah. Canada is very similar to America as well. Yeah. Uh, Shrevan, how do you start up company in research and data management? Well, that's a lot. So data management basically is a skill set you need to cultivate. I think if you know what you're doing as a data manager, like the full end-to-end process, including the database itself, I think you can just start networking online with these smaller companies and say, hey, if you have an IIT, investigator-initiated trial, I'd be happy because for those studies, you don't even need a database, right? It's all just raw data on the source. So maybe you can give them that. um, And then if they like it on their next study, they can actually hire you. I think that's how that would get started. It start out as a freelancer and then evolve into like the actual business would be my advice to you. Uh, Let's see what else. Dan, which would you say is more difficult to monitor, heme oncology or solid tumor? I've never done heme oncology, so I don't know. I, w- I mean, I would say that one for me now because I don't know much about it. Solid tumor, I do know more about it. Um, they're both difficult. It's they're both they have and they overlap. There's a, there's a lot of overlap. Uh, bought more AQST today. Pop squash. Me too. By the way. And elite, I don't know if you're up on this one. Equestive Therapeutics, elite nah. research. That's a good stock for you, man. Okay, they have an FDA check it decision. Out. Yeah, they have an FDA decision uh, before Christmas, and it's expected to get approved. But there's also other stuff in the pipeline. Most analysts love this. A lot of institutional investors have been accumulating. I don't give stock advice. This is just do your due diligence. Look into this one more. Okay. Yeah. I see it's trading for 611 right yeah. now. Now, I guess yeah. it's in the My red. first video on them was when they were like at two bucks. I did a video at two bucks. I did another one just two months ago at 350. Wow. And I said, look, I've been buying the whole time and I'm still buying. So let me ask you this then. How do you buy stuff like Equestive Therapeutics when you're making such ridiculous gains in crypto? How do you uh, just oppose them? I treat them separately. I have I have crypto bucket. I don't touch unless I need to buy something for the house. Like the last time I took out profits was to redo my landscaping in my house. So I profited a good amount on Cardano. And this is why I don't own Cardano anymore. <laughs> so I got oh, a, I got out of Card- I took the profit and did my yard, like the landscaping, because I had to pay the vendor. So I was like, all right, I guess I'll sell my Cardano. My Robinhood, <laughs> my stocks are very different. Okay, the crypto I look at buy and hold. The stocks, like especially these biotechs, unless it's in my retirement account, I'm not married to these companies. So I'm just in and out, like AQST. I think it's a long-term play too, but I'm going to just, I'll be out either before FDA approval or right after and sit on it until I find another opportunity. Um, So I I have different strategy for crypto and AQST and I don't want to put everything into one place. I also have real estate. So between those three things, stocks, crypto and real estate and the businesses I actually have, I'm diversified enough to where, Crypto goes bad, and crypto and stocks correlate still. There's supposed to be a time where oh, they absolutely. don't correlate anymore, but right now they're still correlate. So you're kind of still on the same boat, no matter what buckets you have. Real estate's the, a little different, though. 
Yeah, I'm heavy in real estate as well. I the thing I love about crypto is it's you can trade it 24/7 365. Yes. Yes. That's more I like exciting. That. I like it's that. more exciting, but it's also way more speculative. Um Absolutely. Unless you get to the bigger coins, which basically are basically like stocks at that point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but AQSD, not advice for it, not financial advice for anybody, but dig deep into that, guys. I've been saying this for like months. Uh, Zane, what are the steps where one can gauge their worth as the progress, as they progress? ECRG, you get the tough questions. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what what he means by that um, um like we're this is because we got a lot of common sense man we got a lot okay we'll go through the speed round but um he when we were talking about employees not knowing their worth like he's ah. saying what are the steps where you can gauge your worth hello ecrg ecrg can you hear me? You. There we go. There we go. You're back. Uh, I use Glassdoor a lot to look up salaries, um, but you uh, just have to know. You just have to know. The longer you stay at a place, um, obviously you don't want to be jumping around too too much. But the longer you stay, the less you're going to be making. So wow. you know, after a few years, it might be time to look at moving to a new company. Every wow. every few years at max. So it just depends what you want. Is there, I guess, is there any exceptions to that? Like, if you're a super good negotiator, can you make a career with your company and one company and climb up really high, you know, maybe as CEO or something? Oh, it's possible. Anything's possible. Yeah. Um, but typically, even, even executive people, I mean, th like, they try to stay at the company until they break the executive um I guess ceiling. And then once they get to be an executive, then they jump for the big pay jump. Um, so even at the executive level, they're jumping around too. Um, but sometimes you do have to stay to break in. Like for example, um, a lot of people, let's say you start out a CTA. It's really hard to go from CTA and then go to a different company and then make you a CRA. So one of the best ways to do it is for that company you're already at to make you a CRA. And then you'd be a CRA for a little bit and then you jump and make the big money jump um so wow. sometimes you do have to stick around to get that promotion you need to get to that level you need to get to and then you can then you can move on and get the big salary jump okay let's do speed round because we missed a bunch of comments here and i know you gotta go zane says 65k ridiculous natalie thank you so much ria direct line manager okay two people okay, back to back said direct line manager that makes more sense <laughs> Ahmed Idris, I heard that the best CRAs were experienced CRCs first. Absolutely. Do you guys think CRC experience is a prerequisite to landing a CRA role? It's not a prerequisite, but it's definitely, I, I do think CRCs make the best CRAs. It's definitely not a prerequisite, though. I mean, I was never a CRC, um, not even close. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. I was just going to say, you proved that that's not true, but. No, so not a prerequisite, but is it going to help you? Yes. Is it a easier way to climb the steep learning curve? Yes. Yeah. Are you going to have more empathy with the coordinators when you're a monitor? Yes. As 100%. a site owner, my favorite CRAs are former coordinators. Yep. I can relate better, you know, and they kind of know that too. They like when they sense you're overwhelmed, they say, don't worry. I was a coordinator once too. And it doesn't make the work any easier, but it makes me feel better. Yep. Uh, okay, so no, definitely not. Which would you say is better CRO to work for, Ikevia or LabCorp Covance? To me, this is easy. I'll put ECRG on the hot seat first. I've never worked for either of those companies. Um, <laughs> Ikevia did reject me when I was first trying to get into the industry. Ooh. So, um, you know, I hold that one on. I take that one on the shoulder. Ouch. Um, so I'm going to say Covance. <laughs> See, Ikevia could have had ECRG radio if they were smart. <laughs> they could have. They could. Wow, Ikevia, you dropped the ball. I also will say Covance. I've never worked for either. I've, As a site owner, I've interacted with many from both. And as a clinical trial guru on YouTube, I've interacted with many from both. And 
almost resoundingly all say Ikevia is great when you're just starting out, but that's it. You know, they work you super hard. I think they're trying to change that because they have no choice. They can't just keep doing this turnover thing. Um, and on the flip side, I've heard Covance is one of the best quality of life repeatedly from numerous sources. Covance is one of the best quality of life uh, CROs out there. Yep. Um, I have a friend of mine who worked at Cineos. Then he went to Covance. He worked at Covance for 10 months. And now, uh, and then he went back to Cineos. So um, Cineos is also pretty good. Um, and uh, yeah, I've heard good things about Covance as well. And Par Excel, I don't know if they're still regarded as highly, um, but I'd say Par Excel like three, four years ago, mm-hmm. they were they were resoundingly known as having some of the best managers. So I don't and know if it's still like that, but. I think 2022 world, all of them, including Ikevia, are realizing that they can't just work people to the bone, you know, because they're going to keep losing to their competitors. So they're starting, even Ikevia, starting to do more cultivating their employees and nurturing the employees, specifically for the reasons ECRG said, hey, don't stay too long in one place. You're never going to get the salary. <laughs> just keep jumping ship. So they're trying to avoid that. And I think it's good for the employee. Things will not always be this way, guys. Things will not always be in your favor like they are now. It actually gets me mad when people complain in 2022 about their job or about anything because it's this is easy as it gets as far as career advancements. Absolutely. ACRG says, Ria, will you ever do a reveal special of yourself? We lost him. We need him to come back. He's gonna maybe reveal himself now. Are you, you hearing me? Turn on your web. Are you turning on your webcam? I'm not. <laughs> Damn. Uh, maybe. I, I was hoping. I was hoping. Maybe. Maybe if right I now? go full con. No. Okay. No, not right now. I know that'd be great content. But uh, yeah, man. <laughs> not right slice now. that up into a little one-minute short. ECRG <laughs> reveals himself live. <laughs> <laughs> no sir not today okay. um not today not today we lost you we lost you maybe having second thoughts coming back no um no, i think i think maybe when i'm a, a contractor like you okay. then maybe i consider it more okay okay i think that would actually help you in that point when you're a contractor, I think it's going to help you get more contracts. I think so too. So that's what I would, cons- that's when I would really consider it. But I know where you work and I know, I obviously know who you are, your identity, but your co- the company you work for is pretty cool. Well, I don't want to give away more than that. It's pretty cool company. Yeah. But the thing is, there's so many companies out here. Like I did an interview with a lady uh, a month ago. Her name is Tiffany. And she, she started, yeah, she did her Linus whole career in biotechs. Right? Yep. Essentials. Yep. Yep. I did an interview with her too. Um, yeah, she's, uh, she's somebody that people need to follow. Absolutely. And she's, she really talked about working at the small and medium sized biotechs, um, as a great place to start because you wear so many hats yes. and it's, it's just really cool. It was nice talking to her. Yes. Uh, Natalie, how to prepare for a technical interview when you have no monitoring experience? i.e. there is a patient who had received just one dose of drug and then went to get lab work done. The phlebotomist was unable to draw. What do you do? This is where you got to know the fundamentals. So they, they already know you don't have monitoring experience. But do you know? That doesn't mean you don't have to know the fundamentals. It's in my five-hour crush course. The fundamentals. There's no yep. memorization. It's fundamentals. My... um. See, the thing is, though, I don't think they would ask that question to someone with no monitoring experience because you're not going to know that answer. Um, So my thing. So I think that person would get screened out before then, Mm -hmm. um, because that's a question for someone who's been a monitor before. That's not a question for someone with no experience. The only other example is maybe a coordinator interviewing for a CRA because coordinators should know that too, what to do. 
they just know the flip side of it. They don't know maybe the monitoring side, but they know what should be done. Uh, so, okay. Victoria, hi, Dan. I've had two years of oncology CRA experience in Eastern Europe. Shout out to my Eastern Europeans. Romania, uh, Romania, Serbia, Hungary. What's up with all you guys? Um, and might move to the U.S. Speaking of salaries, what salaries to negotiate considering I never worked as a CRA in the U.S.? Uh, depends where. If you're at one of the big CROs, you can transfer internally. I know many who've done that. Um, honestly, just get started here. Take any salary to start out. And then within 6 to 12 months, start negotiating. Take ECRG's course on negotiating and go from there. That's my advice. What do you think? Yeah, I'm a big fan of the internal transfer as well. I think that's one of the best ways to do it, um, especially uh, if you have CRA experience already. That should be fairly easy. Uh, ECRG, when you coach clients, do they get to see you? No. We do mostly over the phone. Um, I, how, my much they, how much do they have to pay to see you? <laughs> i don't know a year's worth of salary <laughs> wow <laughs> a year's worth okay there you go so no just voice still ria voice. laura laura says aqst is our hidden gem i know I'm telling you guys the aqst community is strong aqst community and guru nation community got married recently i don't know how but it happened and we're all happy together we're all one happy family. I uh, love it. Yeah, AQ, I, this is a crazy. When I started doing biotechs, that's one of the funny things started happening. Okay, great content. One question. Can a Latin American CRA get into Socra? Yeah, why not? If you have problems, let us know, and Latinos in clinical research will contact some people for you. Let me yeah, know. I don't, I don't think they turn down hardly anybody. Can you imagine um, if they turn someone down because they're from Latin America? How bad PR that would be for them? Uh, yeah, no, Leon, I don't think so. Sign up online, right? Like, I don't think they do that. I, that would be very tacky, unless they have a, like a legit reason for U.S. only. But I don't think that's the case. Um, yeah, I don't think so Dan, I think you should make an advanced course for monitoring oncology trials. Ria, I don't think I'm worthy to do that. Honestly, I think what I can do is partner with somebody who is like really an oncology guru and we can do something like that. I think that's probably how do you feel about NFTs? We were just talking about that before we went live. I think it's a speculative investment. That's a very interesting right now. I do think there's a place for them in the future. I just don't know when the bubble will pop. Uh, how does one go into real estate? <laughs> Man, this is we're getting into all kinds of uncharted territories here. Um, <laughs> you start selling houses. I don't know. You can get into real estate a lot of ways. Get your license, but that doesn't mean you're going to get business. Um, I would start with investing in real estate. Get a house. Look, guys. We're going to go way off script, maybe get deplatformed. The Great Reset. <laughs> I don't know if you know about this, ECRG. The Great Reset, they said, this is like the UN, I don't know who it was, at Davos, the elitist of the world. They, their vision for 2030 is you will own nothing and be happy. So what you should do is do the opposite. You should try to own as much as you can. So real estate's one thing. If you can... Buy, buy the place you live in. Get into real estate from an investing standpoint. Get into it from a career standpoint. I don't know what you want to do. I think if you're in research, you're going to have excess cash flow to deploy into investments such as real estate. Absolutely. I think research is a much better career than real estate uh, on average. Dan, are you planning to release another book since there has been so many changes in the clinical research world since the pandemic started. Not anytime soon. And I don't think the changes are that crazy. What do you think, ECRG? They're not like, it's not really a lot of changes. I mean. I'm wondering if he's talking more about um, like remote monitoring. 
becoming yeah. more, but we were already doing that before the pandemic. Um, now you were just kind of forced to do it since no one was doing on-site monitoring. Right. Um, so yeah, it's not really anything new. It's just going to be a heightened focus and there is going to definitely be more in-house CRA jobs, uh, you know, remote monitoring style jobs to mm -hmm. um, come out and you're already seeing it now. But yeah, yeah I don't, it's not really anything new that happened per se. Okay. Um, how can I identify sites around my area? I mean, I can answer this, but uh, maybe you want to first. Uh, Google is what I would go to first. <laughs> yeah, I would too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to a few more. New year reveal for ECRG 2022. Let's go. Maybe we can start a petition. <laughs> or are you able to talk to a questive ceo no me please help me out i'm not able to get a hold of anyone can you advertise self-development skills like biostats other soft skills we're thinking of doing soft skills uh we're incorporating that in cra academy a little bit do you have experience in studies with ukrainian and russian sites no i don't uh ecrg here's one for you ECRG as a CRA, how do you keep yourself organized with all the trials and sites that you manage? Um, so I was lucky enough to only have one, well, really two studies, but one is like an open label extension of the other. So they're kind of the same. Um, so that was kind of easy. Um, so yeah, basically my organization it has to do with email. You have to be really good at email organization, tagging things um, in their calendar always has to be up to date um, with like knowing the monitoring visits, monitoring scheduling and things of that nature. So I'm very, very uh, adamant about keeping my calendar as up to date as possible. So yeah, that's, that's how I keep myself organized. Calendar and email are the foundations. Well, I think that's a good segue for next time we go live. We'll take way more questions. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But then maybe you'll even reveal yourself. <laughs> uh, but ECRG, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure having you on again. And the community loves it. So we'll look forward to having you back regularly. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, and yeah, let's do this again soon. Let's do it, guys. Thank you guys for watching, listening. Links to ECRG's YouTube down below. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.